Freedom, man. That's what it's all about. You've got to groove on freedom, like the good book says. listening to what on earth is happening this show will discuss the topics of human consciousness mind control natural law the occult and all issues that affect the freedom of the people of earth what on earth is happening will endeavor to shine light upon the darkness of our world and to offer empowering solutions to the problems we face as humanity approaches its critical moment of choice. And now, here is your host, Mark Passio. True freedom. That is what this show is all about. Welcome, everyone. Today is Tuesday, July 6th, 2010. I'm your host, Mark Passio, and you are listening to What on Earth is Happening. My website is whatonearthishappening.com. The network's website is revolutionbroadcasting.com. This show is live every Tuesday from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Revolution Broadcasting Network. So we have a lot of, a lot of great information tonight. I'm going to read some event announcements that are coming up in the Philly area. And I have a special treat for everyone. Uh, we have a guest from the Tesla Science Foundation. Actually, we have the president and founder of the Tesla Science Foundation who's going to be on with us live tonight to talk about the upcoming energy independence celebrations in Philadelphia this weekend. So let me give the call-in number for this show before we proceed. The call-in number is 724-444-7444. Once again, the call-in number, 724-444-7444. When you call in, you have to punch in the call ID number for this show. The call ID number is 83515. Once again, the call ID number for this show is 83515. You can call in at any time. There are no taboo topics on this show. You can bring up any topic you like. So, the event announcements for the Philadelphia area this weekend finally it's here the nikola tesla energy independent celebrations 2010 in philadelphia july 9th 10th and 11th the tesla science foundation brings together scientists inventors and enthusiasts for a three-day conference highlighting the need for a new energy paradigm this july in philadelphia the tesla science foundation 
will be hosting a three-day conference and celebration to commemorate Nikola Tesla's legacy and world vision. Tesla was a brilliant inventor who lived during the turn of the 20th century. His innovations resulted in the implementation of alternating current, radio, the AC motor, wireless technology, and many other influential inventions that we now take for granted in the modern age. Tesla's vision to bring clean, free energy to the world through advanced wireless technologies was blocked by the financial and corporate interests of his time. Through this event, the Tesla Science Foundation will bring together like-minded scientists, inventors, and enthusiasts who share the common goal of bringing Tesla's advanced energy technologies to fruition for the betterment of humanity. The event schedule is jam-packed. There's something here for everyone. First of all, the Tesla Birthday Bash, Friday, July 9th, from 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. on the lawn at the Independence Visitors Center at 6th and Market Streets. It will be a lot of fun. There's going to be a Tesla coil competition. Tesla fireworks with many Tesla coils out on the lawn at Independence Visitor Center. This event is completely free to attend, so come on out and have fun with us to celebrate Tesla's birthday. The next day, Saturday, July 10th, the Tesla Fest from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. at the same location, Independence Visitor Center Lawn, 6th and Market Streets in Philadelphia, featuring exhibits, vendors, information, art, and music. This event is also free to attend. There'll be bands playing. There's a collaborative art project happening. Again, lots of fun for the whole family, and you'll get to learn a lot about who Tesla was and what he tried to do for us. The same day, Saturday, July 10th, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., there'll be presentations and lectures at the Free Library of Philadelphia Main Branch at 1901 Vine Street. I have the honor of being the master of ceremonies for this event. This will feature, the featured speakers for this event are Russell Anderson, Michael Kelly, Tatiana Militic, Militic Michael Treat, Mono Davina, Michael Craner, and Brian Yetzer. This event is also free to attend, and we have a 400-seat capacity in the main lecture hall of the Free Library, so we really want to fill it up. So if you're in the Philadelphia area, tell your friends to come on out, and you'll learn a whole lot. The reception, dinner, and concert, Saturday evening, July 10th, from 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. at the Arch Street Meeting House at 320 Arch Street. This will feature the theremin-based ensemble, the electronic instrument, the theremin. The ensemble is called the Divine Hand, the Divine Hand Orchestra. Their website is the www.divinehand.net. Check out their music. It's absolutely brilliant. The price for both the dinner and concert is only $20 for a great evening out with great people for a great cause. Finally, the scientific conference is a two-day event, Saturday, July 10th, and Sunday, July 11th, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. This will be happening at 2 Liberty Place on the 32nd floor. 2 Liberty Place is at 1601 Chestnut Street, the featured speakers are Robert Uth, Tom Ballone, Gary Peterson, James Corum, Kenneth Corum, James Hardesty, 
Fran McCabe, Anna Atanaskovich, David Rosignoli, Russell Anderson, Michael Treat, and Tatiana Militech. The registration for the scientific conference is only $110. You can register at www.teslasciencefoundation.org. You can get a detailed schedule at that same website, and you can join the Nikola Tesla Club meetup group on meetup.com at ntesla.meetup.com slash 38. So on the line with us right now, the president and founder of the Tesla Science Foundation of Philadelphia, Mr. Nick Launchar. Nick, how are you? Good. How are you? Very good. Very good. It's great to have you with us tonight on What on Earth is Happening. Uh, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, uh, how you got to begin the Tesla Science Foundation, and uh, what the goals are for the energy independence celebrations, and, and anything else you'd like to talk about. Oh, that's, uh, I don't know, from my early age, I, always, I was always fascinated by Tesla, and a few years ago, actually, we started this uh, first Nikola Tesla club. Uh, probably last year was really our first uh, good year, and this year is way better than before. Um, we got uh, the open meetup group, and that's pretty much uh, what brings a lot of people in. Uh, we have over 35 uh, different events in the last 20 months, so like probably average is one and a half per month. Um, a lot of different uh, people coming to us. And uh, now uh, this uh, energy independence celebration is actually, you name it that, you are godfather of that. <laughs> it was all working together and... Uh, uh, trying to figure out what will be interesting for the general public, and we bring really a lot of different things. So every no one will not have excuse to don't come there, because there will be something for everyone. Yes, yes. All, all this stuff what you say and what you have. And the same thing is like uh, uh, our members is really different people, and they really bringing different ideas. So we're really supporting each other in through all this stuff. And uh, I'm really glad a group like this exists, and I'm one of you guys. That's wonderful. Absolutely, Nick. We thank you for what you're doing uh, as the uh, founder of the Tesla Science Foundation. And, uh, again, I've been promoting uh, this for many weeks on this show because I think it is of critical importance to the evolutionary future of our species. It, it is that important that we work together to try to forge a new energy paradigm for our species because with the one that we are addicted to and the one that we are um, using right now, we are destroying not only ourselves in competition for energy through wars, through endless wars and imperialism, but we are literally beginning to destroy the very living ecosystem, the living planet upon which we depend for life. And um, this cannot continue. If we have any, if, if we have learned anything over the last 100 years being using and being addicted to this immoral energy paradigm, it, is, it, it should be that this cannot continue indefinitely. There is a finite 
amount that nature herself is going to allow this to continue for. And if we have any wisdom, we are going to tune in to that frequency and really listen and, and understand and develop a little bit of internal wisdom that we really don't have the right to continue uh, generating and distributing energy in the ways that we're doing it now because it is all based on artificial lack, scarcity, uh, and co competitive consciousness, competitive mentality. And that's a dualistic way of seeing each other and especially of seeing the world. So uh, that is why I became involved with, uh, with your cause, and um, that is why I think this is one of the most important things that we can bring attention to, uh, to the wider public. So, Nick, do you have anything else to say about the upcoming events um, uh, to the audience, to the listening audience? Any uh, particular um, uh, aspect that you want to talk about a little bit more? Actually, uh, I don't know. I really think they just can come out and uh, enjoy these three days, so whoever have time, and uh, uh, they can go on our website and uh, they can ask questions if they really have questions because it's so much there we're doing on. I, I don't know. It would be either I would be either able to explain all this stuff. Um, I, I'm not sure. I think uh, you should bring uh, maybe other guys who uh, organize trade and uh, um, little Dave to talk a little bit about park area and uh, you know maybe David Rossinelli to talk about science and, and scientists there. Uh, well, if you'd like to get in touch with them and tell them to call in, I would be happy to, to put them on the air and speak with them about the uh, aspects of the events that they're involved in organizing. Uh, the, the listening audience uh, knows that I am, was the organizer and will be the uh, master of ceremonies at the free library event. Uh, so anyone that wants to come on out to that, great speakers lined up, and it's completely free as well. If you're more technically inclined, maybe you're an engineer or an inventor of some type, you definitely want to take a look at the scientific conference. There will be other engineers and inventors there. Uh, and uh, you'll, you'll meet some brilliant minds there, I can guarantee you that. So, um, like Nick said, there is something here for everyone at any level of interest. Come on out, get involved. That's what the name of this game is. Get involved, show your support, and uh, network with people when you're there. You'll meet a lot of great people who are really trying to do good work for the world and, and, and its people. And that's what this event is all about. This is uh, an event that has been organized because the, the organizers who put it all together recognize this need. They understand the critical junction that we are at as a species, and they are mobilized to actually take right action. And that's why I love the Tesla Science Foundation so much, and it's an honor for me to be working uh, with you guys. So, Nick. Thanks so much for coming on the program. I know you're really, really busy, as we all are, uh, all of the organizers who have been putting this great event together. So um, I want to thank you for taking thank time you. out of your schedule to be here on What on Earth is Happening. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I will call Fred. Probably he will call you in. Right. Great. Sounds Go good. We, we'd love to hear from him. Yeah, thanks. Bye-bye. Nick, take care. Ladies and gentlemen, Nicola Lonchar, 
the president and founder of the Tesla Science Foundation of Philadelphia. A great guy who I'm honored to call my friend. So, that is the first of the event announcements. I have three more that are coming up in the Philly area. Two of which, actually all three of which I am a part of. So, the first one is the Philadelphia UFO Awareness Day 2010. This is hosted by Pennsylvania Mutual UFO Network. This will be on Sunday, July 18th from noon to 6 p.m. And once again, this event is free to attend. You see a lot of free events all over the place. You don't even need to spend any money to come out and learn and, and help grow your understanding and network with great people who are, again, really trying to do something positive with their energy. So it's a great lineup of speakers for the uh, UFO Awareness Day this year. The headliner is Dr. David Jacobs of Temple University. He's a Temple University professor, and he's an author of many books. His website is ufoabduction.com. He will be speaking on UFO abductions and alien hybrids. I know this stuff touches on some material that some people don't feel as comfortable discussing, but again, as I've said many times on this show, there are no taboo topics here. I have been convinced in my studies and in the huge, huge amounts of evidence that I have poured through that there certainly is something to the UFO phenomenon. I don't think it is one thing, but I will be giving a speech at this conference as well. My lecture will be called Don't Count on Disclosure. And in it, I'm probably going to touch upon just about every topic of interest and study that really got me into looking at esoteric topics, into hidden knowledge. The UFO phenomenon, truth be told, is kind of my in to everything that, ha- that is taking place in our world. It is the thing that once I started looking into, I realized what a rabbit hole it was. I realized how much deception there was surrounding it. And ultimately, going down that path of research, I feel that I have understood quite a bit about why this phenomenon is lied about, is covered up, the public is deceived about it, about some of the deep underlying reasons why we're not told the truth by quote-unquote officials, by government agencies, military, intelligence, etc. And I will be really bringing the hammer down, so to speak, with this lecture at this conference. And I'm going to get into a lot of what I would think people would view as uncomfortable information about why this phenomenon is covered up at the very deepest levels. So my lecture will be called Don't Count on Disclosure, meaning official disclosure coming from the governments of the world. Also speaking will be Chris Augustin, paranormal investigator and the author of the website Aliens, the Truth, 
com. He has a great site. His lecture will be on alien abductions. Bill Weber is another speaker. He is the Pennsylvania MUFON State Section Director and Field Investigator. His lecture is entitled UFOs and Technology. Michael Melton, another Pennsylvania MUFON State Section Director and Field Investigator. He will be giving a talk called UFO Investigations, Interviewing the Witness. And finally, rounding out the lineup of speakers, Bob Gardner. He's the PA MUFON Chief Investigator and Field Investigator. His lecture is entitled, Credible and Convincing Evidence for the Existence of UFOs. Again, Philadelphia UFO Awareness Day, sponsored by Pennsylvania Mutual UFO Network. Sunday, July 18th, noon to 6 p.m., free to attend. This event is taking place at Germ Books and Gallery, one of the best bookstores in the whole tri-state area. Germ Books is at 2005 Frankfurt Avenue in Philadelphia, 19125. For more information, please visit the websites MUFONPA, that's M-U-F-O-N-P-A, dot com, and GermBooks.com. Okay, next announcement. The group Truth, Freedom, Prosperity, their website, www.truthfreedomprosperity.org, will be hosting a free documentary showing and discussion. They do this every third Monday of the month, at the Ethical Society Building in Philadelphia. The Ethical Society Building is at 1906 South Rittenhouse Square. The movie will begin at 7 o'clock p.m. sharp, and this month they are showing the documentary Fresh. It's all about food and why our nutrition is so critically important to the quality of our lives and our consciousness and the types of foods that we really should be eating, be nourishing ourselves with. It is true that we are what we eat. I can't stress this enough. Food is one of the methodologies of manipulation that is wielded upon us. Poisonous, genetically modified, full of chemicals, full of additives, preservatives, carcinogens, you name it. Our food is tainted in the West, folks, as a matter of fact, all over the globe. And we really have to make a conscious choice to attempt to nourish our bodies with higher quality foods because what we put into our body does become what we are, at least physically, the nature of the brain and the connective capacities, the connective capacity of particularly the neocortex of our brain, which is the higher order thought center and reason center of the human brain, of the neocortex. So what we eat has everything to do with the nature of our consciousness, and that means it has everything to do with the fundamentals, the fundamental dynamics of human freedom, because our consciousness or lack thereof is what is generating that dynamic. And that's why it's important to understand how to nourish ourselves properly. So come on out for a free documentary showing 
at a great location. The Ethical Society building is a wonderful building. Every third Monday, Truth, Freedom, Prosperity, documentaries and discussions at the Ethical Society of Philadelphia. Don't miss it. The next one is July 19th, Monday evening, 7 p.m. And finally, last event announcement, and then we'll jump into our topic for tonight. Free Your Mind, a conference on consciousness, mind control, and the occult. This is a conference that I myself am hosting, having had some experience in helping to organize the Tesla Energy Independence celebrations for the last two years. I decided to go ahead and organize my own conference. Those are the topics, human consciousness, mind control, and occultism. And there will be some phenomenal speakers at this conference. This will be happening April 9th and 10th, 2011. April 9th and 10th, that's Saturday and Sunday, April 9th and 10th, 2011. And I, can, I think I can now announce the tentative location. More likely than not, after some discussion with some of the members of the organizational team, it looks like we are going to go with Ruba Club Hall. Ruba Club Hall. Ruba Club is just north of Spring Garden Street in Philadelphia, off of 5th Street. It is on 5th and Green, which is in the Northern Liberties section of the city. So Ruba Club Hall is the tentative location that is not 100% confirmed. As of yet, I'll say it's about 90% confirmed. We're just working out some details with uh, the uh, the uh, proprietors of Ruba Club, but that is the most likely location unless something dramatic happens over the next few weeks. So we have a location. The admission price will be only $20 per day, and we're probably going to have a total of about 14 speakers when it is all said and done. So far, three speakers are 100% confirmed with another couple tentatively confirmed. I will not mention their names today, but the 100% confirmed speakers for the Free Your Mind Conference in Philadelphia 2011 are myself, Michael Kelly, and Aaron McCollum from the West Coast. So that is Free Your Mind, a conference on consciousness, mind control, and the occult, Saturday, April 9th, and Sunday, April 10th, 2011, right here in Philadelphia, hosted by myself and some other great people in the Philly area helping out. So tonight's topic is a continuation on mind control. We will be talking about the methodologies of mind control, and we will be getting into three specific methodologies if time allows. I have some ambitious aims for this show. I want to cover the topics of obfuscation, worldview poisoning, and the exploitation of primal fears. I don't know if we'll be able to get to all of them today, but that is the goal. Okay? Um, I am also going to be reading a little bit, maybe about three or four pages, from a phenomenal book that I highly recommend to talk about some of the uh, mind control techn techniques 
that are used, that are employed against us. And the book is called The End of All Evil by Jeremy Locke. I highly recommend this book. I think it is a very simple introduction to the true philosophy of human freedom. It's a very high consciousness book. It is written in very simple, easy to understand terms. And I, again, think it is highly beneficial for everyone to check this book out. I'll be reading a little bit, uh, a couple of excerpts from The End of All Evil by Jeremy Locke. But before we jump in, I see we have a couple of callers on the line. And, uh, hey, you guys take precedence. So let's, uh, let's see who's on the line and take a couple of calls, okay? So caller from southeastern Pennsylvania, you are on live on What on Earth is Happening. Hi. Can you hear me? Sure. How are you doing? Hi. This is uh, David Rossignoli. Dave, how are you? Good. It's, uh, Good. Great hearing first... from you. Dave is oh, one of God. the other organizers from the uh, Nikola Tesla Energy Independence Celebration. Dave organized the scientific conference at uh, Liberty 2. So, Dave, what do you have for us today? Hey, uh, I just thought I mentioned a few uh, of the speakers or uh, just a couple of things that are going on at the science conference, if you got a minute. Absolutely. You go right ahead. You have the floor, my friend. All right. Uh, well, thank you, Mark. Um, and I just wanted to say it's going to be a great conference, and uh, we have a, a number of speakers, probably a dozen or so speakers. Uh, we have people talking about atmospheric electricity extraction, uh, the uh, continuation of Tesla's work uh, about um, uh, the uh, harnessing uh, the ionospheric cavity and and also uh, some history on the uh, Tesla's uh, uh, link to edit to I'm sorry. Uh, Benjamin Franklin and uh, Loomis from the 19th century. Um, we have uh, a link to uh, another talk about the um, uh, let's see, uh, ball lightning and um, um, uh, the name fails me now. Um, we have a, a talk on electrical gravitics and um, uh, a number of different talks on uh, a range of Tesla-related topics. Uh, and the people who included uh, Corn Brothers and Michael Treat, um, Russell Anderson, and uh, several others, uh, how, covering uh, two days on Saturday and Sunday and July 10th and 11th. Absolutely. That sounds awesome. A, a lot of incredible topics. Uh, I know there are some brilliant, brilliant individuals who are going to be part of that scientific conference. I guarantee you that anyone that attends will learn a lot and will meet a lot of other great minds, great minds that are coming together in Philadelphia uh, for an incredible event over the weekend. Anyone in this area, please uh, come out and get involved. Uh, the world needs this. We need this now more than ever. Again, I've said before many times on this program, this should have been implemented over 100 years ago, but we have the power within ourselves right now to force this issue and to bring this to the awareness of the people and to get people involved with a grassroots effort. 
Forget lobbying people. Forget begging for uh, and petitioning the government. Let's get involved at a grassroots level to get this actually done and implemented. Let's bring Tesla's vision. Let's bring the vision that he had for the future to fruition. And let's do it ourselves. Let's not wait for orders from headquarters, so to speak. We have this capability to do this on our own, and we will do it because it is the right thing to do. So, Dave, you have anything else that you want to say about the event coming up this weekend? Uh, no, I just think it's going to be a great event. We also have a, a banquet on uh, Saturday night with additional speakers. We have uh, Mark Pfeiffer and a number of other speakers. Uh, we also have a panel discussion Saturday night, uh, Saturday afternoon, about the future of energy. So anyone interested in any of these topics, uh, I strongly urge you to attend. I think you'll find it interesting and uh, and, and just as you've said, uh, you really should take the initiative. Absolutely. Dave, thanks so much for calling in, and thanks for your great work in uh, putting together the scientific conference. Hey, thank you, and thanks for uh, letting me have a chance to talk. Anytime. Ladies and gentlemen, David Rosignoli, one of the main organizers for the Nikola Tesla Energy Independent Celebrations 2010. He put together all of the speakers at the scientific conference at Liberty Two Place. A great job, and uh, we thank him for the work that he is doing as well. I see we have another caller on the line, so here we go. Caller from Southwest Hi. New Jersey. You are on. What on earth is happening? What do you have for us? Hi, this is Fred. Hey, Fred, how you doing? Ladies and gentlemen, Fred, another organizer from the Nikola Tesla Energy Independent Celebrations. Fred, you organized the outdoor portions of the event, the Tesla Birthday Bash and the Tesla Fest. The, the, the Birthday Bash is going to be on July 9th, 8 p.m. to 2 a.m., and the Tesla Fest all day long, uh, Saturday, July 10th. And they're both at Independence Visitor Center right there on the lawn. So uh, what do you have for us? What do you want to talk about uh, regarding uh, the, con the conference uh, and festivities coming up this weekend? Yeah, uh, we're starting out um, on Friday night. Uh, we're going to have a Tesla coil contest where we're going to have like five coils, and uh, we're going to um, have a contest you know, to see you know, which coil can shoot the furthest, which is the brightest, and... Um, it's a very rare event where you have uh, multiple coils in one place. Yes. And um, it's gonna and and it's gonna be right on Independence Hall, and it's it's gonna be a really great um, event. And at the same time, we're gonna have a, a dance party at the um, lawn, and I'm sure hundreds of people are gonna show up. And and at uh, 12 midnight. We're all going to get together, and um, uh, I heard Mark Pazio is going to give a speech <laughs> about um, um, energy independence. That's it, absolutely right. Right. You got then, it. Uh, I'm, then, going, uh, I'm, going, uh, I'm going to be yeah. reading a document that we put together uh, as part of the Nikola Tesla uh, Inventors Club uh, called the Unanimous Declaration of Energy Independence. So I'll be and how, that fitting, how fitting that will be on Independence Hall. That's great. right. I think it's yeah, going to be a great time. So there's going to be some music. There's going to be uh, fireworks Tesla style with many different Tesla coils, uh, a Tesla coil competition. Uh, I, I don't 
know if I've ever heard of anything like that. So I think that'll be really unique. Hopefully, a lot of people will will catch some of the uh, the lightning on camera. There'll be a lot of man-made lightning going on there, and um, there'll be some uh, some music. And uh, what's going on the next day at the Tesla Festival out on the lawn uh, there? Tesla Festival, we're probably going to have 15, 20 exhibitors. Uh, we're going to have a, a coil going, and uh, we're going to have all different aspects of Tesla, uh, representative from Long Island. Um, Jane Alcott will be there. She's working oh, from, on... From uh, from the Wardenclyffe uh, project, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, great, she's going to have... Um, um, and we're going to have petitions, and we're going to have a one. One of the petitions will be to um, change Vine Street Expressway to Tesla Expressway. Awesome. And another petition will, will be for the Energy Independence. And also, Mark, I, I don't know if you heard the news. Um, uh, the the city of Philadelphia has proclaimed uh, Jan, um, July 10th as a Tesla, honorary Tesla day. And we're going to have Fred, a plaque from the city of Philadelphia. That's awesome. Fred, I actually did just hear that just before we went to airtime, and that is phenomenal news. Uh, it's about time. It's long overdue, I should say. Uh, right. Finally, the city of Philadelphia recognizing uh, Tesla, his accomplishments and his achievements, and they are recognizing July 10th as Nikola Tesla Day in Philadelphia. That, that's right. great news. And, and can you can you imagine if Vine Street? I don't know if people aren't familiar with um, Philadelphia, but Vine Street Expressway goes right into the heart of downtown, and it's always always got traffic jams. So um, as they make their daily traffic announces, um, they'll be constantly saying, "And Tesla Expressway is jammed up again," and it'll just <laughs> get the, the word out to all of Philadelphians, um, you know, who Tesla is and, and what Tesla is and, 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 and you know, get people interested in, in, in Tesla. And there's so many people, when, when they hear Tesla, they get so excited because this man is, is such a great example for um, humanity. And he's such an inspiration because not only of the things that he invented, but his heart. His inventions, he didn't, he didn't keep them for himself. He gave them away. He gave them, the, them away for, for humanity to use. His idea for the Wardenclyffe Tower was to build these towers throughout the whole world so that the whole world can enjoy free, free electricity. And, right. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Tesla was never driven by profit motive. Uh, he truly like you said, did open his heart and wanted to share his brilliance with humanity uh, and make his inventions available to all for free. Money was not his object of desire. He wanted to help to advance the human spirit of innovation, and he wanted us to boldly march into the future knowing that we would not have to compete for energy needs here uh, on the earth. Uh, unfortunately, like we are doing now, because we've gone down such a horrifically different different path than what Tesla originally envisioned for this species. But we, it's not too late to do something about that. That's the main point of this conference. We can still reverse this. We can still 
bring a brighter future into manifestation as someone like the great inventor and scientist Nikola Tesla envisioned for us. It can be done. We have to employ the spirit of our imaginations combined with our intelligence to make that happen and then to put our will forward and, and, and truly work and, again, come together as one for the same intention of making this vision for the future of free energy actually occur and make it happen. So, Fred, anything else you'd like to say about the event coming up? That's it. Uh, we're, we're just, you know, it's, it's, it's basically about Tesla and the benefit of the society. So, um, energy independence. So, that's what it's about. Absolutely. Fred, thanks so much for your hard work in organizing the outdoor portions of this great event. And uh, thanks for calling in. Thank you. You got to take care. Another one of the hardworking organizers for the Tesla Energy Independence Celebrations 2010. All right, uh, we have some more callers, and again, uh, I love to take calls, so uh, you guys take precedence. Here we go. We could always get back to the topic of discussion and continue with that, you know, even if we uh, get to that a little later in the show or we don't get to a couple of topics, next week is another week. So here's another caller from southwest New Jersey. You're on the air on what on earth is happening. What do you have for us? How you doing? This is uh, Shakir from Pennsylvania, New Jersey. Hey, how are you? I'm good. i got a question for you. Sure. Um, there's probably a bunch of listeners out there who would like to participate but can't for any myriad of reasons. Is there any group or organizations you know of where they can uh, donate money for the folks that are out there in the trenches doing the work? Uh, for the, are you talking about the Tesla Science Foundation? That in particular, but any that you know of. Uh, uh, what area are you in? Pennsylvania. Damn you're in Jersey? Okay. Well, um, that's not too far from Philadelphia. I mean, that's right over the uh, Ben Franklin Bridge, right? Or the uh, it's right over the uh, Betsy Ross Bridge. So um, there's a lot of organizations in the Philadelphia area. I mean, I just mentioned several of them in this region that are working on all different aspects of the truth all different aspects of consciousness. Uh, Truth, Freedom, Prosperity is one of the best groups in this entire area. Uh, I I feel that a lot of the people in that group really understand the root dynamics, uh, the causal factors of the problems that the human species is is experiencing at this time in our evolutionary development. So that's a great group to get involved with, truthfreedomprosperity.org. They work hand-in-hand with a lot of the members of Campaign for Liberty. Uh, That's another great group. Uh, They just tabled out at the uh, Independence Hall Tea Party on the 4th of July. Wow, what a fiasco that that thing was. I actually went to promote, went to it to promote to some of those people uh, the uh, Tesla uh, event. And um, it it is not the case that 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 organization understands a lot of the dynamic, unfortunately. Uh, I was trying to reach out to many of them, and some were very open-minded and others were not so much. But um, So Truth, Freedom, Prosperity, I would highly recommend. Uh, I would highly recommend um, the Tesla Science Foundation. Their website is uh, teslasciencefoundation.org. I would highly recommend... um, 
uh, a great group called Survive and Thrive. Uh, they have a meetup page. If you type in Survive and Thrive Philadelphia Region, uh, this group talks about um, uh, grassroots survival techniques, um, taking care of yourself and your family in survival situations. Uh, great organizer, uh, great topics, uh, just incredible information given out on a monthly basis. I'd highly recommend getting involved with them. Um, there's probably many others, but uh, I, I think a good place to start is Truth, Freedom, Prosperity myself if I had to uh, point you in one particular direction. Thank you, sir. You got it. Thanks a lot for calling in. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. All right. One more caller I see we have holding. Here we go. Caller from southeastern Pennsylvania. You're on. What on earth is happening? Hello, Mark. Uh, hey. it's, it's George Burden. Um, uh, I listened to uh, your earlier part of your show, and uh, I'm with the Nikola Tesla Science Foundation, a board member, and uh, I also would love to talk with you about the upcoming events uh, that are happening uh, at the Independence Visitor uh, Center at, at, on the Mall at Six and Market. Uh, sure. The Tesla birthday bash. I don't know how much was was heard, but um, this is an event that uh, uh, to celebrate uh, on 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 uh, the ninth of July, Nikola Tesla birth date uh, was July ninth, between July ninth and and July tenth at approximately midnight. That's right. Probably at, at midnight exactly in uh, 1856 in the village of Samayan, uh, province of Lika in Croatia. Uh, yes. which was uh, the former Yugoslavia. But uh, anyway, Mark, uh, it's, it's, it's really fitting because of, uh, we have independence uh, from uh, Independence Day on July 4th, and here is a celebration that will bring about, uh, we hope, uh, more independence and energy for, right. for everyone. That's right. George, I want to thank you for your work in helping to organize these events as well. George is another one of the organizers for this uh, three-day conference and celebration in Philadelphia. And um, well, are you also working in the uh, scientific conference? Yes, I am. And uh, I wanted to bring something to uh, your listeners' attention that uh, sure. the scientific conference is uh, July 10th, 11th, uh, which is Saturday and Sunday. It'll be from uh, 9 to 5 p.m. at 2 Liberty Place on the 32nd floor. However, you need to register. Uh, you can register by going on the uh, Nicola, by the Tesla Science Foundation org, or you can go to uh, the uh, one of the organizers for this, uh, Doctor uh, uh, Ross David Rossinali, and his email address. You need to register to, to be there. Uh, is dr d a v e o r at enter e n t e r dot net. And if you want me to repeat that, I can. That's Dr. Just Dr. Dave D E O R at E N T E R dot net. And the other thing that I wanted to mention that uh, we've been given permission by the president uh, of the association, uh, Nicola Launcher, to allow uh, 25 students in free as long as they register. Uh, and, and otherwise, the uh, two-day conference would be $110. Uh, it could be less uh, if you're going for one day. 
George, that's and, a great price as it is, only $110, but I wasn't even aware that they were going to open up that floor for uh, uh, the first 25 stu- uh, college students that wanted to, to come into the conference. That's really great. Uh, so there's some new information about the conference. If you're a college student, and I guess you have uh, you know, proof well, of that, I, like a college ID, you can uh, actually get into the scientific conference for free. The first 25 students can get into the scientific conference for free. Interrupt you again, Mark. Yes. It doesn't have sure. to be college students. Actually, it can be high school students, high okay. school students. Great, uh, great. Also, and uh, let me mention some of the people that are coming to that uh, and what the subjects are, if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, one would be a very uh, uh, a person all the way from Colorado, uh, Gary Peterson. Uh, he's going to talk about the test of world of, of wireless tele- telecommunication systems. He'll be there. Um, uh, I believe on Saturday uh, there'll be someone, uh, let's see, David Rossinali will be talking about bioelectric impacts of Tesla coils and other RF devices. Uh, there'll be uh, Mark Seifer. He's a very well-known author. He'll be talking about Tesla and Einstein. There'll be Michael Treat, Dr. Michael Treat, talking about atmospheric electricity, and Tom Ballone and, uh, about zero-point energy. And there'll be a panel discussion also. And, and there'll certainly be time for everyone to ask questions. Uh, this is going to be a, a very, very interesting uh, 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 scientific conference uh, and probably not one like it uh, in, uh, in, in, in all of the United States at this point. So I think uh, this, th- these are the subjects that uh, are going to lead to the independence in energy. So we will not be uh, beholden to, uh, and I don't want to mention BP, but I will, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> it could have been any oil company that that could have happened to, uh, and not just BP. Fortunately, BP has a money to pay us back. But um, we need to be independent, and, uh, and you always talk about independence as, independence as a spirit and getting back to the Constitution. That's so. Right. Uh, if, if there's any questions I can answer about the conference, uh, I want to invite everyone to come to definitely the uh, the free parts of the of the uh, the conference, and they are um, starting on July 9th. Um, there's going to be a, a, a birthday bash um, down in Independence Hall, and uh, and therefore and you can also go on our website, and uh, which is. Uh, the Nikola Tesla Science Foundation dot org and have a full schedule of all the events and all of them are free except for this uh, this one uh, 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 scientific conference except for the 25 students and there's a dinner which is very nominal uh, that's going to be sponsored uh, uh, over at the Quaker Meeting House on Fourth uh, and Arch Street with speakers uh, and that'll be on Saturday night and that's only twenty dollars. And to eat you for twenty dollars in Philadelphia is is, is uh, seems to be very reasonable. You can't beat that price for a, a, a nice evening out with a very classy musical act and a great dinner as well. Um, and there's a dish there for everyone. There will be a meat dish. Uh, there will be fish. There will be uh, a vegetarian and vegan cuisine. So no one will be excluded uh, with the, uh, the the types of food. It will be available there, and uh, I, I can guarantee you that they are good quality foods and prepared uh, with a good state of consciousness uh, from our friends there at the Quaker Meeting House. So, 
Uh, highly recommend everyone to come out and check that out because it'll be a once-in-a-lifetime chance to really check out uh, a concert thereminist. The Divine Hand, uh, led by Mono Divina, uh, he is a, a, a virtuoso with the theremin. He's one of the only concert thereminists in the United States, uh, I believe the only one of three in the world. Uh, and uh, it is something that you have to actually be there present to hear to behold because it's there is nothing like the theremin instrument and it is very very rare to uh to get to hear one of them played as beautifully as mono divina can play it so yeah, he's he's an amazing person uh in his own right but uh his orchestra uh is is uh something that uh uh actually he can play classical music by just turning one of his one of his fingers and uh, uh it's just amazing what he can do uh uh, he is definitely uh, uh, in, in the Tesla realm, that's for sure. Um, and it's, it's great that he's also going to be speaking at the Free Library event about the Theremin instrument and how it functions and its uh, ties to some of Tesla's technologies as well. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's an instrument that uh, has resonance, and, uh, and, and uh, by moving your hands, you can cause resonance uh, and cause the notes to happen and be amplified. That's what so, uh, this whole event is ultimately about, raising vibration. That's what this is really about, getting people inspired to actually take right action and for things that we really need to bring each other together and, and to stop destroying each other and our planet. I mean, that's what really this is all about, independence from the completely immoral and destructive energy paradigm that we are currently addicted to. This is about raising vibration through resonance, to come up in consciousness to understand not only why this needs to be done, but then to get involved and to make it happen. The technology is is uh, within uh, in Tesla's uh, background, and if people are read some of his uh, background or come to the conferences and uh, commingle with the people that are, understand a good bit about tex Tesla technology, uh, they can lift this yoke that has been put upon us by. Uh, uh, I can't say utility companies, but uh, just put upon us that, uh, especially on today when we have this unbelievable amount of heat, uh, the test of technology could lift us out of this uh, mire that we're in uh, monetarily. I don't think we'd ever be in this mire of monetar monetarily if uh, test of technology was used. That's absolutely right, George. Uh, great, great words there. Uh, and it is a hot one in Philadelphia today. I think we hit 101 degrees today. Uh, unbelievable. It's so fitting um, that that uh, Tesla is is. Uh, I, maybe it'll maybe it'll hit 110 when uh, when uh, when on July 9th. Uh, but I, I think it'll hit a very high temperature uh, with all the people that are going to be there, uh, and they're going to bring uh, uh, Tesla's lightning. Uh, thoughts back again and uh, bring about a new uh, a new uh, age in in, uh, in electricity to be used by everyone at a at a at a price that is next to nothing and it would be down in the nano nano area incredible George I, I really want to thank you for all your hard work and dedication in helping to put this conference together and uh, I, I wish you and everyone else involved the best of luck this coming weekend. Thanks well, so thanks. much for calling.
Mark. Thanks so much for calling in. All right. George, you take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you again, Mark. I really appreciate it. You got it. Ladies and gentlemen, George Burden, another one of the great organizers for the Nikola Tesla Energy Independence Celebrations. So, uh, you know, Tesla had a vision for this world, and he had a quote. He, he knew that he was stopped by powerful financial interests during his time, but he didn't leave this world before he made this quote. He said, let the future tell the truth and evaluate each one according to his works and accomplishments. The present is theirs. The future for which I really worked is mine. Think about that, ladies and gentlemen. We can make this happen. It's all about getting involved. Learning what this is about, learning why it is so desperately needed, and then joining the cause getting involved in whatever way you can contribute to making it happen. And together, we'll do this. We will achieve energy independence. And this is one of the key cornerstones of the structures of control of this world. Because as I've said many times here on this show, the control of energy is the control of human beings. The control of energy is the control of people. We bring this, we pull this stone out from underneath this massive architecture of control and the whole system would crumble. It's one of the cornerstones upon which the structures of control are built. We break that one down, we break that one apart, the whole control system would not be able to stand on its own. People are controlled with the kind of consciousness that a lack-based energy system is built upon, what it does to the human consciousness through getting us to focus on lack, on not having, on what if we can't afford this or can't have this anymore, what would happen to society if it suddenly went away. All of this is lack and fear-based consciousness, and that roots us into lower levels of the brain. It roots us into the R complex of the brain, as we've talked about on this show many times. That's why the controllers, the oil barons, the energy companies, etc., the banks that have enormous interests in these monopolies of control, they want us thinking that, oh, it's just about to run out. It's, uh, you know, we need, we need to go to war and have eternal competition and, and pillaging of other sovereign nations to keep this going. Otherwise, there'll be catastrophe and disaster. Tesla showed us over 100 years ago, we don't need competition and the consciousness that goes along with it to have all of our energy needs met, and then some. He was studying radiant energy, understanding how that radiant energy is generated by the very real work of nature itself and how we can tap that. So, again, it all ties in together, and it all ties in with human freedom. Energy affects everyone, everyone. Again, don't wait 
for a, some sort of petitioning to quote-unquote leaders to make this happen. They have a vested interest in this not happening and the people who control them, okay? They're not our leaders. We have to be the leaders. Get involved in a grassroots effort. That's how this is going to come to fruition. So let's jump into the topics. I see we have no more callers right now. But again, anyone who is interested in calling in, again, you see, I, I take your calls. You know, I, I, I want people to have a voice on this show. So it's the top of the uh, second hour. The call-in number, 724-444-7444. Once again, the call-in number, 724-444-7444. When you call in, you punch in the call ID number for this show, which is 83515. Once again, the call ID number, 83515. No taboo topics. Call in and talk about whatever you like. So I will now go back to the topic of discussion that we had begun over the last few weeks here on what on earth is happening, which is the methodologies of mind control, the techniques of covert manipulation of the human mind and the human psyche. And I'd like to tell an anecdotal story before I even jump into the first technique. I went out to the Independence Hall Tea Party to promote for the Tesla event and to also try to identify some, some people who were perhaps a little bit farther along than the average tea partier, if uh, some of the listening audience takes my meaning on that, to give them some of my cards for this uh, radio show and my website. So I gave out a few of those, but I gave out a whole lot of the Tesla uh, energy independence cards uh, that we had printed up to promote for the event. We literally gave out a few thousand cards uh, over this weekend. Uh, really great work. I want to thank, uh, in particular, um, um, Michael Riversong and um, David Soltis for uh, really helping out in uh, distributing a lot of those cards. They stood with me in, in some brutal heat yesterday uh, to reach the, the general public and give these, uh, these uh, information cards out uh, about this conference. So thank you, guys. Uh, you hung in there with, with me, uh, and we really got a lot done. We, got, we reached a lot of people, I think. So uh, while I was at the tea party, I uh, corralled about 15 tea partiers um, of all different ages and persuasions, and I asked them if they wanted to partake in a little social experiment that would teach them a lot and would help to explain one of the methodologies of mind control to them. Now, whether they even believe that mind control is real and is taking place and is all around us in society was really irrelevant at the time because I simply asked, asked them if they wanted to participate in a word game. And people love word games. So I, I got about 15 people to agree and I had some slips of paper uh, just folded in half 
And on the inside of the uh, slips of folded paper, there was uh, words or phrases printed, and there was a blank um, area in which the instructions were simply write down one word, only one word, about what this word or phrase makes you think when you hear it. Okay? So the first word that I gave them was the word occult. O-C-C-U-L-T. Occult. And I, I handed them out the 15 strips of paper, sent a couple of pens around, and I said, just write down the first thing that comes to your mind when you see or hear that word. And, you know, I said, if you don't know what the word means at all, just write a question mark, no problem. So the papers come back. I open them all up, and I get, you know, a general consensus. People are writing down evil, negative, bad, um, chaos, um, one woman wrote down politics, which wasn't far off from the mark. I kind of laughed at that. Um, someone wrote down paganism. Someone wrote down, I think, religion or something like that. Um, and, you know, an interesting array of answers came back. No one actually put down what the word occult actually means, which we have talked about before on the show. Again, um, uh, occult is from the Latin occultare, a verb which means to hide or to conceal. And you can see the, the root of the word. It comes from oculus in Latin, which means eye. Oculus means eye. So it's related to the eye. Occult simply means that which is hidden from sight, that which is not apparent to the eye. That's all it means. So the next slip of paper went around, and it simply had the phrase on it, concealed from view, hidden from sight. And when people uh, wrote down what they thought about this, almost invariably the word secret came back. One person uh, wrote down, um, uh, I'm trying to think the, the word that they used, uh, covert or so something to that effect, um, secrecy, covert, Secret was invariably the, the word that came back for hidden from sight or concealed from view. So when I showed people that the word occult simply means that, and we are conditioned to believe that it automatically has a negative connotation, all of the words that came back were very negative. Chaos. Evil. Um, uh paganism, which in itself has a negative connotation, even though it isn't inherently just pagan religions or beliefs aren't inherently negative, but in our culture it does. So the word occult has this connotation that it carries with it, that it's always something bad or vile or evil. When in fact, what I was trying to display to people is that's just something that you've been conditioned to believe, to accept that the word occult always means evil. It simply means hidden. Nothing more, nothing less. It means hidden from sight, not easily seen. Hidden from the eye. Hidden from vision. Like the word ocular means related to vision, related to the eye, ocular. That's all occult means, hidden from the eye. 
So the next thing I sent around to these individuals was another slip, and on it, it said, no masters, no rulers. And almost invariably, every person wrote down the word freedom. I think one person wrote down the word liberty, which in many cases is used interchangeably with the word freedom. But almost everyone wrote down the word freedom. Because indeed, the state where there is no masters and no rulers over us is the state of freedom. I don't think many people would argue that. If you do not have a master or a ruler, someone who can tell you what to do and override your free will decision, you have freedom. You are a free being. So there was almost unanimous consent on that one. The fourth slip of paper went around, and on it was written the word anarchy. Anarchy. And there was almost unanimous consent, with the exception of, I think, one person. Almost everyone in the group wrote down the word chaos. Almost everyone. And when I explained after taking all the papers back and holding the no rulers, no masters paper right next to the paper that said anarchy, when I explained that the word anarchy, you go to any dictionary or even an etymological dictionary and just look up the word anarchy, almost every dictionary will simply define the word anarchy as the state where there are no rulers or no masters, the conditions where no one rules the absence of a ruler or a master. Because the word, the, the, the uh, root arch, A-R-C-H, as in archon, okay, or architect, essentially is a planner or a ruler or a master. Arch. A-R-C-H. The root means ruler. Anarchy. Anarch. Absence of ruler. Absence of master. So if you defined the condition of the absence of a ruler or the absence of a master as freedom and the absence of a ruler or a master is what the word anarchy means, why would someone write down the word chaos as the first word that they associate in their mind with the word anarchy? How does that happen, is what I asked everyone. If the word anarchy means no rulers, no masters, and you think no rulers, no masters means freedom, then how can you think that anarchy means the exact opposite of freedom, which is the state of total chaos. Chaos is what ensues when evil and control rule ourselves and our environment. Chaos has nothing to do with human freedom. 
It has everything to do with human slavery, the essential condition that the majority of human beings exist in. I would almost say all human beings exist in physically, but we're in slavery at a much deeper level, at a mental level, which is why this show attempts to expose and educate people as to the root causes of that slavery of the mind or mind control. Mind control is what we're going to be breaking down into its constituent elements and techniques over the next several weeks here on this show. So this is a form of mind control, is what I was attempting to explain. Someone got you to believe that the word black is equivalent to white, that the word up is equivalent to down, that left is right and right is left. How does that happen? Well, that happens through the power of words and word play and word association. And that happens through repeating something endlessly over and over and over and over and over. And if you look in a Latin dictionary at the word dictator, it means to repeat over and over. That's all the word dictator means. It comes from the verb dictare, which means to speak. Well, dictator means to speak repeatedly. That's where we get the word dictator from, because that's all it really takes to create a dictatorship, whether a physical one or a mental one. To repeat the same thing over and over and over and over again until someone believes that black is white, that up is down, that left is right. And indeed, when people saw that these two things were equivalent and that they had been convinced that they were opposite meanings, that they had been taught, conditioned to accept that the word anarchy means chaos, that that's what results when there are no rulers, no masters, you have chaos. Well, I would suggest that if you have no external rulers or masters, you have freedom, not chaos. Where I would say you have chaos is where you, yourself, are not the master or the ruler of yourself. When you let someone else rule you, master you, become your master, and own you, then you have chaos. And ladies and gentlemen, that is what we have right now. We don't have freedom. We have chaos in the world, in case you didn't notice. Chaos is what is reigning and ensuing. Things are in a state of chaotic flux. 
There isn't any order. The people that think that they're keeping order through controlling other people are delusional regarding what creates chaos and what creates order. And we've talked about those forces as natural law principles extensively on previous episodes of this show. That which creates chaos is based in fear, confusion about what is taking place within us, not understanding who and what we are or what our true purpose is, and lashing out through fear and confusion to attempt to control others externally. This is what creates chaos. That is the dynamic of natural law that actually creates chaos in the world. Right there, it is explained. You don't have to believe me. That doesn't mean that what I just said isn't true. I've recognized that principle in my life through direct, first-hand experience. So I don't claim that that is my belief. I understand that principle. Now, many people have a hard time when I say something like that because no one wants to hear from anyone else that they know something. This connects with the ideology of solipsism, which we have talked about on this show. This is the ideology that there is no truth and no one can actually know anything, can actually know something for sure. And this is a nonsensical ideology. Of course, there is such a thing as objective knowledge. It exists. The laws of nature do exist. They can be known. They can be known by us. You can know them. If, if you don't actually believe that, again, it's going to be very difficult to get to any higher state of consciousness because you will not actively desire truth. You will not actually desire to become a seeker of truth because you are holding the belief that truth does not exist. And therefore, you cannot grow closer to it through the acquisition of knowledge and experience. That's called, that ideology is known as solipsism, S-O-L-I-P-S-I-S-M. We've talked about it extensively. It's the most dangerous ideology on the, on the planet, and indeed it is the ideology that I refer to as the biggest lie. It is the main deception of mind control. It is the absolute foundation upon which all tyranny is based. A deceiver, a tyrant, has to get you to accept that you cannot know the truth because it is so complex, why bother ever even looking for it? So this idea brings us... Well, before I go into that, what, what creates order in the world is the exact opposite of what creates chaos. What creates order is the dynamic energy of love, which is the expansion of consciousness the expansion of our knowledge and experience, letting go of fear, and dispelling confusion within about who and what we are, 
becoming beings that as we think, so we feel, so we act. Thoughts, emotions, and actions, the three aspects of the manifestation of our consciousness coming into unison as one. As we think, so we feel, so we act. This is the state we referred to as self-love, dominion, which is the rulership of self, becoming a self-master, knowing the true qualities of the self, which we talked about in relationship to the ego mind, to the egoic, lowercase self, the, our animal nature, so to speak. Understanding how, we, how that level of consciousness, that level of base consciousness blocks us and erects barriers to the true understanding of who and what we really are. All of this has been covered on previous shows. And when, when we become masters of our own selves within, of our own emotions, our own thoughts, our own actions, then, and only then, and not a moment before, will the dynamic, will the state of true freedom manifest itself on this world. That's what this show is all about because those are the causal dynamics. Those are the causal factors. The natural law principles that create what we are experiencing around us. And they are all generated from within, not from without. So, what I'd like to do now is get into the first actual technique of the techniques that I identify as being the most critical to understand. There are many others. However, I identify 14 particular methods of manipulation of the human mind. Why is it important to understand these deeply? Well, I'd like to read a quote on that. Uh, the co-author of the book Transformation of America with Kathy O'Brien, a mind-controlled, tra a trauma-based mind-controlled slave of the project known as Monarch. And uh, while I'm mentioning Kathy, I can tell you uh, that I'm going to have a, a pretty interesting treat for, <clears throat> excuse me, for our listeners coming up in probably a couple of weeks on this show. I will be bringing on to the show live. I don't know whether I'll be doing this through the internet or possibly even in person right here in my home studio. I will be having on someone. I, I will not be mentioning this person's name yet. Who was di directly involved in Project Monarch from a victim perspective. He was a victim, a trauma-based mind control victim of Project Monarch. Now, trauma-based mind control is a little bit different than the quote-unquote soft mind control techniques that I'll be discussing over the next many weeks on the show. But I will be taking a break from discussing some of those techniques to bring on someone to tell a bit about his story in Project Monarch. And this will, this will um, really, really 
curl your the hairs on your head when you hear some of the things that take part as part of trauma-based mind control, a, a what is known as a hard mind control technique, which we've discussed a, a small bit on previous shows. But um, I brought that up only because I was bringing up this quote by the co-author of Kathy O'Brien, from who was involved in Monarch, also as a victim. Her book, Transformation of America, was co-authored by uh, an individual who helped to deprogram her from that trauma-based mind control life that she was embedded in from a very, very young age. This person's name is Mark Phillips, and he said that for every problem, there exists a solution. But the formula for problem solving rests firmly on the quality of the supporting research information concerning the nature of the problem. I want everybody really to think about this. What is being said here in this quote is that Yes, every problem can, we can come to understand what the solution to that problem is. However, the actual way that you get to the solution is by understanding enough information concerning the nature of the problem. And there are many, many, many people who think this is not the case. There are many who think we can solve problems without understanding the nature of the problem. We can do an end run around it. This is a new age belief. It is a belief. It is not a philosophy. It is a belief. A lot of new agers will tell you, we don't need to understand how mind control works. We can do an end run around all of that and just get people to a higher state of consciousness by telling them that they need to love each other and practicing all different techniques of how to, how to you know, raise vibratory energy within the body, et cetera, et cetera. However, we can ignore all of that quote-unquote negative stuff. We can just ignore that. We don't need to talk about it. They don't need to know how that works. And what I say to this simply is nonsense. Nonsense. This is itself an obfuscation technique, and it's dangerous. For people not to be influenced by the techniques of mind control, they do need to know specifically how those techniques work and how they are wielded. And I will be definitive will say that very definitively and strongly. You're not going to get out of this technique and ensure, out of this state of consciousness that we're in, which is mind control, and, and get out of it completely unscathed and ensure that this is not going to encroach back slowly. Even if you did get out of it by some miracle, sudden awakening, of consciousness that there's not really any evidence to support in the new age movement 
you'll hear this referred to as a satori, S-A-T-O-R-I. A satori moment is a sudden awakening. Someone just suddenly realizes the whole picture and how it all fits together, and their consciousness jumps an enormous, enormous um, amount in a very, very, very brief amount of time with technically no actual knowledge acquired in that, in that moment. It's just a sudden awakening. And like I've said before, I'm not going to completely deny that that may occur. Maybe in one person out of billions every hundred years or so. Maybe a little more frequently than that, but guess what? The amount is so small that it's like saying, well, you know, maybe we can count on being able to jump out the window and flying. But so far, so few people have been able to do that. Not saying it may be not possible in some, you know, at some level of consciousness to do that. But the, the amount of time you would probably have to uh, go through to see that actually happen is probably longer than the age of the observable universe. So why are we going to waste time thinking about and discussing that here? We're not. I'm talking about practical application of knowledge, doing the work on the ground, so to speak, instead of having our head in the clouds all the time. This is why these techniques are critically important to understand. Once we understand enough about the nature of the problem, we have made what is known as a diagnosis. When there's an illness... And there's an illness in humanity, in the human psyche and spirit. When there's an illness, you need to develop a diagnosis. Now, let's break this word apart. Diagnosis. D-A-I-G-N-O-S-I-S. Diagnosis. We see that it is comprised of two Greek roots. Dia means through as in to go through. And gnosis means knowledge or awareness in Greek. Diagnosis, diagnosis. Gnosis, G-N-O-S-I-S, knowledge. Dia, through. A diagnosis means to go through knowledge, to take in enough knowledge concerning the nature of the problem. And now you're in a position of power because knowledge isn't power in and of itself. Knowledge is the means to power because the real source of power is knowing what to do and then doing it. That's what real power is. Wisdom is the proper application of knowledge, upstanding, right, moral application of knowledge is what wisdom is. So for those who will say, you don't need to know how mind control works to solve this problem, bunk, bunk. 
If you want to keep your head in the sand, go and listen to some new ager tell you that all is rosy with the world. That's not what you're going to get on this show. That's not what we do here. That's not what I do here anyway. Okay? We're going to look at all of the aspects of the truth, light and dark. We will propose empowering solutions, and those solutions will come through looking at some of the dark aspects of the truth. And that's why it's critical to understand how mind control works. So, the first technique of mind control, obfuscation, O-B-F-U-S-C-A-T-I-O-N, obfuscation, okay? This is the first out of the 14 techniques the 14 methodologies that we are going to look at over the next many weeks on this show. And again, I will maybe break this up and intersperse it with a few guests or call-ins. As always, we'll take calls as we go through the show. But this is what the bulk material is going to be over the next many weeks on this show. So, the word obfuscation. When we look it up in a dictionary, we see that it means to render obscure, unclear, or unintelligible. Obfuscation means to create confusion. And this is the dynamic that goes to work on our emotional state. Again, when the force of fear is present within us. Within, we become emotionally confused. This is the dynamic that reigns over the human emotions, confusion. And the technique that is the most responsible for propagating this vibratory energy known as confusion is obfuscation. So we'll look at some examples of obfuscation. How I've likened it in my presentation is it's like someone coming up in a very elaborate, beautiful mask that's pleasing to the eye, has nice tones, uh, maybe they're completely dressed up in a way that is uh, completely pleasing, but it's all a smokescreen. They're presenting something. It's like... like putting a very thin layer of skin that, that, that maybe looks attractive, you know, over a piece of rotted meat or flesh, you know, and then putting it on someone's plate to try to get them to eat what's underneath. Okay? Make, dressing something up, making it look good so that someone takes it in place of the real thing or in place of something that could do some good for them. And it's really reversing. It's a total reversal of different principles. Again, it's just like getting people to think that anarchy means chaos, when in fact it means the absence of rulers or masters. It's getting someone to swallow the poison pill because you covered it up in something that is attractive or appealing. 
to render obscure, unclear, or unintelligible, to create confusion, is to obfuscate something. Okay? So, what is obfuscated? What are some of the principles that we need to understand that are completely obfuscated? The first and most important thing that is obfuscated, that is a technique of mind control, is the obfuscation of simplicity with complexity. I'll say that again. One of the first and fundamental techniques of mind control is the obfuscation of simplicity with complexity. And again, this ties in with wrapping someone's mind up in knots and, and getting them to go down labyrinths, mazes in their mind to think, wow, this stuff is so complex, I could never possibly understand it. Truth is always simple, folks. Always simple. If someone is trying to get you to believe that understanding what is taking place in this world is so complex that you could not possibly be able to understand it, they are trying to control you. They are lying to you, they are deceiving you, and they are trying to control your mind. The world is not irreducibly complex. Now, some will say, this is the ideology of reductionism. Blah, wrong answer again. This is not reductionism. This is a simple truth. Truths are elegant and simple. And every great philosopher and every great scientist who has ever lived has said that. Truths are elegant and simple. The first technique of obfuscation is to confuse simplicity with complexity. So in helping the listeners to understand how this dynamic completely is tied in with human freedom. I'm just going to read the first three or four pages of a book called The End of All Evil by Jeremy Locke. I highly recommend people get this phenomenal book. It's brilliantly written and quite simplistically written. And it goes a long way toward helping to explain what is actually taking place on this planet. So I'll read chapter one called Freedom, and then I'll read maybe the first page or two of chapter two, and that's it. And it's this is a very short book. I think the totality of the book is 90 pages or something like that. Chapter one, Freedom. The definition of freedom is the infinite value of the human being. The definition of evil is the destruction of freedom. Everything that is evil teaches people that they have limited value. The truth is always simple. All people recognize truth because all people are intelligent beings. It is the nature of evil to create artificially complex ideas. 
It does this to hide or obfuscate the freedom it destroys. If you remove the complexities and fears from your life, you will find a plain and beautiful truth. This truth is the nature of your worth. To understand freedom is to understand the value of a person. Everything that evil wants is to disguise and destroy your value. All authority is created by evil men to disguise your worth. To understand your own worth is to understand the nature of liberty. The crucial key for understanding our world is to understand the nature of evil. I want to repeat that sentence. The crucial key for understanding our world is to understand the nature of evil. Evil challenges the value of people by denying them the opportunity to make their own choices, by denying them the chance to grow strong in learning and understanding. While evil seeks to destroy or hide a person's worth, freedom shows humans their full potential and their full value. With freedom, people have loved, cured disease, removed hunger, eased labor, and lived in peace. With freedom, happiness is possible. Freedom is the exact opposite of evil. Everything written in this book is written to destroy the ideas of culture and law, lowercase l, law. The lessons of this book are simple. Nothing on earth is more valuable than you. Chapter 2. There is a dark conspiracy which has clouded the minds of humanity throughout all ages. This conspiracy is evil incarnate and controls vast mountains of human emotions, work, thought, and speech. It has been responsible for the deaths of hundreds upon hundreds of millions and the slavery of nearly every being who has ever lived. If you can accept a single principle that you have infinite worth, then this book will give you the vision necessary to see the world as it truly is, to know once and for all that this dark conspiracy is not strong but weak that evil is not growing, but dying. To understand how evil controls people, it is necessary to understand the difference between principle and law, with a lowercase l. So I'm going to stop there for one moment and help people to understand how this next few paragraphs I'm going to read 
are totally connected in with the idea of simplicity and complexity and the idea of principles versus law. And I'm talking about man's law here. This is the next obfuscation technique when we're talking about the methodology of obfuscation. Simplicity is obfuscated by complexity. Truth is always simple. Fear-based consciousness, what Locke here is referring to as evil, always wants you to think you cannot understand something that is simple by getting you to believe it is so complex, why bother looking into it? You'll never be able to figure it out anyway. And this is simply untrue, and this is an obfuscation technique. The next technique is of obfuscation is the obfuscation of principle with law. So this is what Locke is going to get into discussing in the next couple paragraphs. There's only a couple more paragraphs I'm going to read. Continuing. A principle is a truth that creates freedom. I want to read that sentence again. A principle is a truth that creates freedom. I'll give an example. When I described what creates order being the expansion of consciousness, the rulership of self, of owning our own thoughts, emotions, and actions, and bringing them into unison as one, and then propagating the true philosophy of what freedom really is. That is a truth. Understanding that truth will create freedom. Therefore, it is a principle. It is one of the principles that everything that I do attempts to embody, to bring solidity to, to manifest in the world. It is a principle of natural law that I understand simply, and many, many, many people do understand this principle. It is not unknowable. It is very simple. It is not impossibly complex. It can be understood, and it is understood by many, many people on the earth. Sadly, more people do not understand it than do, but we're going to change that. And we can change that. So, continuing with a reading from The End of All Evil by Jeremy Locke. A principle is a truth that creates freedom. A law, lowercase l, man's law, is what he is referring to here. A law is a lie that creates slavery. Principles describe reality. They are knowledge that can help you to make use of your world. Because of your intelligence, you recognize principles in everything you do. 
every true thing that you learn is a principle. Think about that. Every true thing that you learn is a principle. The movements of your hands, which foods taste good, mathematics, empathy for a friend, are all based on principles. Laws are artificial ideas created by evil men to restrict the thinking and understanding of people. And I will read that sentence again. Laws, meaning man's laws, are artificial ideas created by evil men to restrict the thinking and understanding of people. Laws mask themselves as authority so that they can impersonate principles. When people mistake law for principle, their freedom is restricted. When people mistake truth for the ideas of authority, their abilities and their wisdom are diminished. This is the purpose of law. An example of principle can be found in thermodynamics. A liquid is cooler than a gas. This is a principle. Because this is a principle, it does not restrict us, but enables us. Using this principle, we can condense and expand a substance between gas and liquid to create refrigeration. With this principle, we have more understanding and more power. Principles are truths that create freedom. An example of law can be found in the culture of royalty. A commoner owes homage, homage to the king. This is a law. Because it is a law, it destroys freedom and enslaves. Under this law, a person must neglect usage of their minds, their speech, and their actions. They must believe that they are worth less than the king. Notice that unlike principle, there is no truth in law. It is entirely possible to disrespect the king and therefore to break the law, lowercase l. Law, lowercase l, must be enforced. To use the principle of, to use the dynamic of control. In other words, what Locke is saying here. Law always must be enforced through the dynamic of control. Law must be enforced because there is no truth in it. A law destroys freedom because it is a lie. A principle, however, creates freedom because it is knowledge. That which destroys freedom is evil. The world is simpler than it pretends. 
complexities are found in every aspect of our cultures, politics and economies. Every day, people are introduced to new ideas, new spin, new views, or a new symptom of our world. Many of these ideas are perversions of principle designed to engineer specific reactions from people. Evil societies invent ideas to destroy the free thinking of people. Some of history's names for these ideas have been socialism, fascism, racism, communism, democracy, class warfare, political correctness, decency, royalty, and terrorism. All of these ideas are created for exactly the same purpose. They are all vehicles to confuse the minds of the victims of slavery. They are all evil. You are capable of understanding everything in the world around you. Your intelligence is not limited. Distortions and complexities are introduced into your understanding so that evil men can control you. Evil wants you to believe that you are incapable of understanding your own world. I'll read that sentence again. Evil wants you to believe that you are incapable of understanding your own world. When you understand the magnitude of your own worth, evil will fail. There are two principles relevant to understanding the concept of intelligence. The first is simplicity. The principle of simplicity states that intelligence recognizes truth. Intelligence recognizes truth. When any truth is presented in pure form, all people are capable of understanding it. There is no truth that you cannot learn. This is the principle of simplicity, that intelligence recognizes truth. The second principle is the principle of obfuscation. Obfuscation is the distortion of principle. Obfuscation is the creation of false ideas in order to hide truth. To hide truth. Well, this is exactly what we've been talking about, folks. Hidden knowledge. The world will not be free until the occult, that which is hidden, is no longer the occult when it becomes common sense. That, that's a comment I'm making here, taking a break from the last couple paragraphs. He is talking about hidden knowledge or otherwise known as the occult. Obfuscation 
is the creation of false ideas in order to hide truth. Sometimes this is simply adding ideas on top of truth to disguise the nature of the original truth, just as I described obfuscation as. Even ideas that seem entirely appropriate can be used to bury simple truths. Obfuscation is used by evil to confuse the minds of people. Obfuscation distorts principles so that people will be unable to learn. And as we've talked about on this show, the root causal factor of every, all the negativity and suffering that we are experiencing is people's inability to recognize truth from falsehood. That's the root underlying cause of what we're experiencing on earth as far as human suffering is concerned, self-inflicted suffering. Continuing, evil uses obfuscation so that you will be unable to gain wisdom, wisdom, proper application of knowledge. It does this to limit your freedom. Culture knows that people will discover fewer truths if they are focused on artificial complexities. As children grow, they learn that seemingly complex ideas are actually basic and simple principles. What, they have se- what may have seemed impossible to understand at one point becomes wonderful once understood. It is good to gain wisdom. With wisdom, you can do anything. Your search for knowledge will become easier for you as you shed any notion of your own inferiority. And I would suggest that it will become easier to gain knowledge and wisdom as you shed the idea that truth is too complex to comprehend and to come to know. This is not true. This is a lie that the dominator culture wants you to accept and believe. We can know the truth. It is simple. Our intelligence inherently recognizes simple truths. Your search for knowledge will become easier for you as you shed any notion of your own inferiority. Evil uses obfuscation to make people feel inferior. You are not inferior to other people, and you are not inferior to ideas. You have infinite worth. And I will stop there with the reading from the great book, The End of All Evil by Jeremy Locke. And I think that's all I'll basically cover for tonight. We're winding down to about the last hour in the show. I want to thank all the great callers for calling in. I want to thank everyone involved with the Nikola Tesla Energy Independence Celebrations 2010. I want to make one final appeal to everyone in the Philadelphia area and the surrounding region. Come out to this event. Get involved with these great people. Participate in these wonderful ideas. And together we will achieve energy independence and we will achieve 
independence on a much wider scale, the scale of true human freedom. And energy independence is a gigantic part of that. So, with that having been said, I'm going to sign off for tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening here on whatonearthishappening.com and on the Revolution Broadcasting Radio Network at revolutionbroadcasting.com. I am your host, Mark Passio, and this has been another episode of What on Earth is Happening. Good night, everyone.